this video is just for life cycle estate agents. You've got a Lamborghini of a, of a business generation software system and all the other great stuff that it does. Today, I'm joined by Rob Brady, your leader in thought and mind. And he's gonna tell me today what you guys should be doing more of and less of using that amazing system. The wonderful thing about the life cycle system is, is it's a brilliant way to nurture people on their journeys. So to bring people into your agency as, as an attraction agent. The industry's first marketing platform and CRM combining one guy. But fundamentally it brings yeah. people on a journey yeah. and delivers you business, which at the end of the day is what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. The system itself is not inexpensive, uh, but I'm a firm believer you get what you pay for. Mm. First question, I'm sure there's agents out there that probably don't, have bought a Lamborghini and using it as a Ford Fiesta. Mm. I'd like to think with, with you on board, you've, you've narrowed that gap, but give me a couple of things that you wish the agents would do more of in Lifecycle, those that use it. Um... Strategic wise, they should they should actually have strategies in place, not just turn up today and go, oh, should we go and do content? And what should we do? Are there agents out there that just basically use the generic content that yeah. that you give them and then hope it works? Yeah. And that's all right to start. So there's I I with my clients I have a thing like a martial arts. You have white belt level and you have black belt level and we go on a journey between. If I went with people and said like here's a black belt level staff, they'd run a mile because that's what I did initially. So now we started white belt level, which is white belt level is like, let's look at the content, let's look at the stuff, let's add some more in there, let's get used to doing a strategy. But all while you see it as a short term, let's just do a little bit, oh, there's no result, and then go off and then let's do a little bit. You're never gonna consistently nurture and build up that environment. So um, the first thing they really need to do is actually implement on a continuous, I always, so I say your estate should be seen as like an airport. People come into that airport on different journeys, short hold journeys, long hold journeys, sun and someone skiing, whatever. But there's a consistent flow through. There's yes. a conveyor belt of those luggage. So as an estate agency, it doesn't just stop. So there's always people coming in each month who are either going to sell, let, buy, rent. This week, houses. next month, next month, six yeah. months, 12 months, two yes. years. So you can't go, it's going to capture the people now because that's, that's what traditional students here. Yeah, it's all about now. Yes, because you chuck a load of leaflets out, you get response back, you try and do a call out, you get response back, you door knock, you get a response back and that's it. Because there's no other way of looking into the future. No, you can't mind read people. Yeah, so a longer term mindset and having a strategic thing in place each month, we're going to do the following things each month and we're not going to get magpie syndrome and start diverting off on it because we're a bit bored and it's a consistent approach to it. And that's all about creating personas or journeys which basically in in my language is right if the computer recognizes this person as a first-time buyer mm. what journey are we going to take them on with regard to the content to get them yeah is that is that it in a nutshell yeah I mean, why don't you set up does the computer recognize it's first-time buyer or does the actual agent have to set that up as a persona or uh, a journey every agent's obviously different yeah but fundamentally a first-time buyer in canterbury is the same as one in derby uh yeah, but obviously... Surely the computers learn something by now that most landlords tend to do X and first-time buyers tend to do Y. Um, I think computers are that way. 
future developments of Iceberg probably will go that way. But right now, that still doesn't help the estate agent do that. And that's the bit. The estate agent needs to go on the journey with it. So they need to go, right, what does my first time buyer journey look like? And if you had the same agent in the same town using Lifecycle, which we do have, like all of a sudden, like, oh, they're getting the same content with me. So everyone has to be different. And that's the challenge you tend to find with it. So everyone wants to have their own content. They have their own journeys. They, they digitally blend it. So common perception is when we talk about journeys in the state agency is like into valuation, chuck them on something. It's a year long, give them a load of content, and then you're going to win all the business. But that's like, doesn't happen anymore. It's, you're talking about a digital customer experience. Okay, sorry. You said most agents just say, right, we're going to chuck them a load of content in a year. What, what, where's this digital experience come from? Is it, where's the link there then? Uh, well, so like uh, before, you'd have it, and I was an agent of this, you'd have an instant valuation tool, and yes. it'd be like, right, you drip fed this content over a 12-month period. Yes. And that's your deciding factor, whether that instant valuation was successful or not. Figures. And also the content you put in front of those people. The presumption is that everyone, going back to the airport analogy, everyone is going on a summer holiday, and they're going to be four-hour flight. And we're going to shoehorn them everyone into that. Ah, so was the problem is is that everyone's getting the same content and you should be splitting the content out and realising that some people might be going to yeah. on a long-haul flight, which yeah. could be two or three years. Yeah. So one of the things you wish they did more of is just don't give up on the content. Don't give up on the content and actually think about um, not just I'm going to sell something now. It's more about how do we create a, an experience for someone when they register with us, when they're doing an okay. evaluation, when they hit the website, when they read this particular content, what, what do they get okay. back that's useful to them rather than going to an evaluation? Are you still telling me that there's lifecycle customer, life, life customers still think that way? Um, not so much now. But, the, but I think in the earlier stages of our clients on there, okay. because they were, you know, you get that point yeah. where you, you buy it, you're told this, you're challenged on it, you don't want to do the work and then you end up going. So what sort of content works best then? First, you need to ask is what your persona of your people that you like to deal with first. If they, like I used to use you as a client, as a, as a client, um, and your stuff is different to another suppliers, like Jerry Lyons, for example, his community-based stuff. So you can't put, uh, I use, only use Chris or I only use Jerry, because in some cases, like I had before, you could be using both, depending on what content goes across yes. people. So the first thing you need to do is understand what, who are the messages out, who are the buyer personas, and ultimately then what content gets put in front of those people. And then you can then decide what type of content is, and then you can then start to look at whether you do that in-house or you then how many, find someone. How many people do it in-house, create their own content? Um, I'd probably say, so they, have, they would use someone like yourself or someone like Jerry, and then they'll add stuff on top. Like the cherry on the cake. Yeah, which is cherry on the cake. Their identity, the, the bit they need to unlock really. And you can't do that and Jerry can't do that. That comes from them. Okay. Um, and then that comes from an own, own part of them looking inside themselves or what makes them tick. Okay, I don't want to turn this into a Chris Watkin or Jerry Lyons fest, but are there any other content providers out there that you would recommend? There's other ones which I'd say offer a more bespoke service, as in, you know, um, I need you to write four blogs a month. Like we've got Kelly Jeffries, she used to be an ex Lifecycle user, has gone right in and that part to it. And and I know there's others that 
I never necessarily use, so I don't, I can't really use the experience of okay. it. But there's like levels. So you have your stuff, and you have like almost not off the shelf stuff. It's a bit more deeper than the off off the shelf stuff, but it's more you know one person per town area. Then you have to then decide whether you want to add more of your spin on it. And if you have the time to do that, if you haven't got the time to do that, then recruit someone to do bespoke stuff. But the key part to all of it, if you recruit someone in to do the bespoke stuff, don't moan at them that they haven't written stuff if you haven't worked out what you want them to write. That's the key part to it. A lot of people go, oh, they just didn't, didn't get it. I was like, what did you give them? Didn't give them anything. Or I was a bit delayed or I was procrastinating over what they should be writing. And then that's always going to be a recipe for disaster. So... To answer the question, you wish they would actually sit down and work out what the customer journeys are, because they because every town is different. Yeah. Plan out that journey and then put great content on that journey and and be patient with it playing the long game. Yeah, I think if you said if you said um, the, what type of newspaper does that person like to read, your ideal client, that would then work out. Yes, and do remember that you know if people that read the Times. If you want to go for that demographic of person, there's still lifestyle stuff in the times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't all stats and figures. And yeah. that's why I think an awful lot of life cycle customers do actually use both myself and Jerry because oh, a great mix of, of lifestyle, community, and stat heavy stuff. But said this is not this is we don't want to turn this into a Chris Watkin Jerry Lyons fest. Hi, Jerry. Um good mate, actually. Um that's I mean, um what um what do you wish they would do less of? Um procrastinate simple yeah yeah just you you say it quite regularly on your socials of like no one gives a shit what you think or what you say and i've taken that route and if you took more of that some of the clients who i've worked with who have overthought a piece of content got out there and it's not been successful and in the same time a few weeks later they've written something within a couple of minutes put it out there and it's been a massive success yeah. So if you, the procrastination is a killer of all innovation and all drive. If I, if, 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 if I had a pound for every time someone rewrote one of my articles because it wasn't in their tone of voice, you think, God's sake. Well, I looked at it and like, if you look at someone like, for example, landlord registering, and you could put them on a drip, drip campaign over a four month period, that's, they're registering to buy and they're with other agents in the town, they're searching, but you're dripping stuff out and you can embed videos within mm -hmm. that sort of side to it. If it was still on a piece of paper in a Word document, and then two months later, you decide to implement it, you're two months behind that part to it. Whereas most of the time, they wouldn't be receiving anything from anyone else out there anyway. So like your content is always going to be better. I mean, I had, I had, one, I had one person, they said to me, this was quite a few years ago, they said, my newsletter's not getting traction. I said, Do you know, why is that? She, she was like, I don't know. I was like, because you've still got 7,500 people on an Excel spreadsheet waiting to put into the system. You've got 500 people in Lifecycle. So like the main focus on this bit is to get the 7,500 people into your database so they yeah. can start to be, that's where your newsletter will get more impact. Mm. Do you think a lot of people are guilty of judging it by likes and comments? 100%. I mean, I find it, you know, because I get to track the stats and... The sort of the the almost the better the content, the the less likely to get likes and comments. I mean, I can only talk for myself here, but I put out content which is thoughtful and thought leadership, and will get two likes. If I want if I want engagement, I'll throw in a right move pie chart. 
what you do is you appeal and that part you're appealing to the ego yes and then and that's when the ego comes out to play what advice would you find advice would you give to someone who isn't very good at playing the long game because that's it that's where it quiets let's be frank yeah it's a it's a it's it's delayed gratification isn't it I believe that is a superpower, being patiently impatient, delaying the gratification, doing the hard work, loving the work, not necessarily the outcome. Mm. What would your advice be to those people? First thing is no one, no one can do it for you. Right? So if you want to change, it comes from your first steps. Um, two, you have to have some disciplines in place, not motivation. So I, I go down the route now, I've done cold water therapy now for like 84 days straight jumping a cold thing every day. I'm learning discipline over motivation. So motivation is based on your likes and your shares. I put something out, I'm motivated because of the traction. Discipline is I'm turning up to a plate and being disciplined as a respect to myself each day. So I think if you take the borderline of going first, actually some personal stuff for yourself that will help you in your business. Start to think about like what you, three things you're grateful for today. That'll help your brain start to rethink about things in a different way and start to think about things not just short term, but also at the same time as you need to start to look at it going, right, how can we be disciplined in this process? And after enough discipline, it will turn into what happens is your short term, your long term game comes your short term game because it picks it up. So as you're planting the seeds for next year, yeah. that stuff you planted last year, but you have to have that void period in the middle where you're sitting in there thinking, what am I doing here? I've done all this effort and it's still not working. So if you, if you apply motivation to that, you'll fall off it because everyone's like, I can't be bothered. Yeah, it, the, the enthusiasm will wane. Yeah, but if you stay disciplined, it's different. It's rituals and disciplines. I, I mean, I get the kick from hitting the word publish, not the likes and the comments, yeah. the dopamine hit. But that's discipline, is it? You're disciplined to push in the button. It is, and I'm disciplined doing these videos, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily disciplined in other aspects of my life. Hence, I wasn't walking for six months. I put the weight back on. We've just started back again. I'm enjoying it again. So you can't be perfect in all aspects of your life. No, but I think at the same time... Though, but I'm aware you, of it. Yeah, if you looked at your discipline on that part, would you, if you applied the same discipline in your some parts of your personal life instead of motivation, would, it become a, would the outcome be a bit different? Yes, it would. Of course it would. But therefore, it's a, the self-awareness of almost, oh, you know, I had three years of doing this, but I'm having six months off. Yeah. I put the weight back on, get back on the thing and enjoy the, enjoy the process, not the outcome. 100%. Thank you for your time today, Rob.